Robert Sapp here. Tonight's podcast is from Matthew chapter 5, starting with verse 1. We know this chapter as the Beatitudes. And see in the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Now that ends the Beatitudes. The next few scriptures, again, he's still talking to his disciples. And he's telling us what kind of Christians we are to be, what kind of people we are to be. And if I had to title this podcast tonight, it would be Be Moth Catchers. Or be moth collectors. And I am going someplace with this, so just bear with me. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Salt is used as a preservative, salt is used also for cleansing. Even in Leviticus, when there was a grain offering, God required salt to be added to that grain before it was offered as a sacrifice. You use salt to preserve. You use salt to preserve from decay and rot. So you can kind of start understanding why he would say, ye are the salt of the earth. We are here with this message of hope. We are here for this message of the cross so that the decay of the earth can be stopped or at least slowed down. I remember as a young boy living in Tennessee, my dad would go to the place where he kept the ham and the the meat, and he had salt it down on occasion. He'd go in and he'd knock the old salt off and he'd put new salt on it because the old salt had lost its saltness. It lost its ability to preserve, so it was no longer valid. It was no longer good, so he would take that off and he had put the fresh salt down. It is also salt is used to remove ice, so the salt is used to keep us from slipping or to keep others from slipping. So we need to understand that when Christ tells us to be the salt of the earth, he's telling us to be the preservatives. He's telling us to be the watchmen and and warn people of the dangers. He's telling us that with the salt, we can add some flavor to our life. Now, as I said earlier, be moth collectors. and, And some of you may be wondering what I was talking about there. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, it says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. A moth 
the scientist tells us, travels by the light of the moon, because they're nocturnal, and they travel by the starlight. But whenever a bright light is introduced in their world or near them, it confuses them and it changes their course, it changes their trajectory, and then they fly to that new light, the one that's the closest. We are the light of the world. We are designed to emanate God's light from our life into a dark and foreboding world. We need to be that light. And as if we're bright enough and we shine enough, people will be drawn to that light, not to us, but drawn to the light that's from us. Just as a moth is attracted to the flame, sinners are attracted to the light that we are emanating from Christ. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. When, when you see the lights of your hometown or you see the lights of New York City or Charlotte, North Carolina, San Francisco, you know that that's those cities. You understand because you recognize that skyline. You recognize the light. That's what we are supposed to be. We are supposed to be set on a hill emanating the light of Christ so that we can be a beacon, if you will. Uh, a lighthouse is usually set either out on a very front po uh, point in the water or a very, on a hill so that light can be seen with the ships and it's warning the ships that hey there's there's land there's rocks there's danger ahead we're supposed to be that warning sign to the world a watchman set on a on a wall if you will and we're to cry out a warning cry if you are doing your job right if you're being a christian correctly then you are that light you are the light to the world but so many of us has just gotten complacent and we're just sitting there and our lights are slowly growing dim and there's a reason for that in verse 5 and or excuse me in verse 15 neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house if you used to light a candle and put it under a bushel basket and that's what it's talking about put it under a basket under a container that light wouldn't get out. Now, I don't know how many of you has ever used a kerosene lamp or a coal oil lamp as it used to be called, but the glass that, that sticks up above the flame or around the flame, that's called the globe. And if everything's trimmed out properly and everything's working correctly, that globe doesn't get smoky fast it, it will eventually build up smoke but it doesn't get smoky fast but if if the wick is not trimmed properly or it's not running quite burning quite clean that globe will get smoky and get darker and darker and darker until that light is just dimmed out we allow the pollution we allow the the cares of this world to dim out our light we are not supposed to be that way. We are supposed to be trimmed and we're supposed to be running properly. We're supposed to be burning so that people can see us. I'm told that a match lit in darkness and there's, there's no trees or hills or anything, you can see that light from that match for miles. We're supposed to be that same way. We're supposed to be a light 
to the world and the darkness that's surrounding us and it's encroaching upon us and the world is getting darker and darker we shouldn't worry though we shouldn't be concerned about or we shouldn't be scared let me put it that way about the world getting darker because we should realize that that's what's going to happen in the end times the world gets darker it gets meaner it gets nastier it gets uglier but we are still to be that light shining in the darkness we are to be that that light that people can see not us but the but we allow christ to shine through us We've got to keep our lives clean. We've got to keep our cares given to Him so that that light does emanate brightly and illuminate everything around us. Now, it's easier said, I know, than done. (coughs) Excuse me. But it is easier when you put your hand in His and you let Him hold your hand. It's easier if we take our our cares and we take our worries and we take our concerns up all the time we get bogged down and we get burdened down and then we're no longer shining that light so brightly into the night (coughs) into the darkness of the world so we're to let our light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven now You're to shine your light so that they can see not so much you, but they can see Christ. And it says here that that they may see your good works. Well, I know that it is not by works, lest any man should boast, but I believe it was Apostle Paul who said, Show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith with my works. Because we are Christians, we we are required to do certain things. Because we are Christians... We should want to do certain things, and we should not want to do certain things. But as Christians, we're going to be doing the Father's business. We're going to be doing the good works. We shouldn't be patting ourselves on the back when we do those good works, but we're going to be doing them because that's what we're supposed to do. We're going to do those good works so that people can see those good works, and they can glorify God, which is in heaven. So again, if, if you are a Christian and you are doing your work, you're going to emanate that light. You're going to illuminate the world around you, and people are going to turn to see. It's going to, they're going to navigate to you. They're going to change their course. They're no longer going to go flying into the dark, but they're going to come and see what you are all about. And what you should be all about is Jesus Christ. It shouldn't be about, you know, look at me, look at me, or give me money, give me money, give me money. It should be about, let me tell you about this man named Jesus, who's my best friend and, and brother. That's what we should be about. And as the world continues to go around the sun, it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse. I'm sorry if I... You know, I've I've offended you, or I'm sorry if I've told you something you didn't know. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And it will not get better until Christ himself comes and sets up his reign here on this earth. Until then, though, we're going to suffer persecution. We're going to suffer tribulation. We're going to suffer 
sicknesses. We're going to have loved ones to die on us. We're going to, we're going to have bad days. That should not snuff out our light. That should not smoke up our globe. That should just allow the world to see that, yeah, we're having these bad times, but we're still putting our faith and our trust in God. We're still lifting up our eyes unto the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. He made heaven and earth. We didn't. He didn't have to ask our opinion. He done it. So we are to be the light of the world. We are to be the salt of the earth. We are to be that, that lighthouse, if you will, shining a light into the darkness so that others can see the, the dangers that are ahead of them. And if you are about your father's business, that's what you want to do. That's what you should do. And we will do this. And we will do this with good works, and we will glorify our Father through our good works. So, you know, I don't know, some of you may listen or are preachers or evangelists or teachers, and, you know, God tells me the verses, and he tells me what to say, but I don't know that he always tells me the title. So maybe God wouldn't have chosen to be moth collectors he might have chosen something better, but you got your attention. We are to get the world's attention. Not by screaming and shouting and running and you know pitching a fit. We are to get the world's attention through gentleness, meekness, mildness, and through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit. Not what we want to do, not what this body of flesh wants to do, but what God would have us to do. And when we can do that, we can be the salt of the earth, and we can be the light of the world, and we can be a city on a hill, and we can warn people of the dangers. Guys, the end of this podcast. I don't know if you know it or not, but there are also... Uh, YouTube videos available as well. This podcast is being videoed even as we speak. So just if you don't want to listen to the words, if you want to see this old fat, bald, ugly man, you can go over to YouTube and look up Robert South. Got a channel out there with all these going on. Until we meet again, guys, take care and take care of each other. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this time that we've had here, God. Lord, we ask that you'll move and that you'll touch, Lord, that you'll lift up, Lord, as only you can. Lord, that you'll stretch forth your hand, whoever's listening, whoever will listen. Lord, that you'll touch and bless, Lord, that, that they'll understand that they are to be the salt and the light, Lord, and that you are that light that emanates from them. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that if there is anyone listening, Lord, anyone that will listen that does not know you, God, that you will, you will draw them to you through your spirit. Lord, that you'll touch those lives and those hearts that, Lord, need to hear this, that they will tune in, not by coincidence, but, Lord, by your drawing of your spirit. Lord, and we ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Until we see each other again, take care.